1: real quick before we start the show just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our patreon even for a buck you can listen to the show two days early go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there check it out and uh yeah enjoy the episode hey you guys welcome back to another episode of analog talk a film photography podcast i'm your host tim i'm chris and on today's show we have deanna Dykman. hey deanna hi deanna hi <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I'm very excited to talk about your work and everything you have going on. But for our listeners who may not know who you are just yet, can you give them a background on who you are and how you got into photography? Well, photography
2: wasn't what I studied in school. I think it was something that uh, I needed a journey to find. Mm. So um, I always did have a little camera, a little brownie. My dad took slide pictures. I think it was an AGFA. And so he gave me a little camera and I'd follow him around and and he'd just take pictures on vacations or family birthdays. And I just remember going into the uh, lab for him to pick up his slides and that really amazing smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I will never forget the smell of that store. It was ANA Photo in Sioux City, Iowa, and it was always kind of a special place. And there was that magic of opening your, in his case, mostly slides, that box of slides. And then I usually had prints and, and sometimes we'd get our film together and, and it was always exciting, but I, I didn't really study it in school. I have a very securitous route to photography. So I, I kind of wanted, I was always interested in it. And when I got my first job out of school, I, it was a kind of a corporate job. And I, uh, bought myself a 35 millimeter camera, a little Minolta, I think it was XG1 oh,
3: yeah.
2: at the, the camera store, uh, in Indianapolis. And I, uh, checked a book out of the library and taught myself how to take pictures oh, that's
3: awesome! with this, yeah. with this
2: yeah. camera. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a big splurge. And so I, I took pictures and, and then pretty soon I got kind of interested in taking more pictures and, um, we went on vacations, my husband and I, and we uh, I took pictures on vacations. And then uh, in the course of my life, I, I got discouraged with my corporate career and I took a leave of absence and I was going to go to grad school, but I signed up for a photography uh-huh. class. <laughs> <laughs> At a community college in Kansas City where I was living. And it was photo 101 introduction to darkroom. And I was really kind of disappointed because it was black oh. and white. And uh, I remember raising my hand and asking the teacher if this would apply to color because that's what I was interested right. in color slide. And he said, Oh, yeah, everything I learned would apply to it. So I, I stuck through the class. And lo and behold, I got really uh, what can I say? I, it, photography found me. I found it. It was the first time in all my my efforts that I had found something where I didn't care if I uh, ate lunch. Yeah. I Didn't look at the clock. I just kept oh. going. I was in the dark room in a happy place, and I, I just found something I couldn't stop doing. So um, I abandoned grad school. I abandoned all the other plans. I I started taking more photography classes. Um. I I didn't go back to my corporate job I, even though I was on a leave of absence and you know, I, I, I was fortunate at the time I was married and we could kind of cut down to one salary and I could afford to explore this interest because I was 31 years yeah. old. So, um, it was, it was really something to kind of dump everything I had ever done. Sure. And very
0: brave. Become a photographer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to working for minimum wage or not, you know, a photographer's assistance wage carrying the camera cases for a commercial photographer. He did architectural photography. And I learned that craft. Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah.
2: And then he taught me how to print color. And I worked in his dark room and in his studio. And then we kind of, we moved away from Kansas city and I started working on my own, but the whole time, the person, the teacher who'd gotten me started in the community college, was great. He was a, a MFA from Rhode Island School of Design, so he had given me stacks of books of art photographers. So I was looking at William Eggleston yeah, and Stephen Shore wow. and all these people, and this was really my exposure to not kind of. National Geographic photography, but art photography, which I had never seen in my whole life. Right. Wow. So, um, that's kind of how I got my
0: start. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Cause yeah. it, like I said, it is very brave to, I mean, change careers at all to go one way and co- go completely somewhere different, but especially for like an arts, you know, <laughs> <like> a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, well, it's going to be a little tough, but, um, You'd, I mean life is short and you've gotta you've gotta find your bliss. Is, I think that's yeah. the term right Follow your bliss Well it, it was yeah it kind of came to the point
2: where i I just really wanted something I love to do yeah. and uh, I decided I would just try to make it work. Um, so I was fortunate to have the circumstances where I could do that. Man.
3: And were you?
0: Not everyone. Were you? Did you have your own business at that point? Were you doing like weddings and all the whole shebang, or were you just kind of assisting? I was
2: assisting, and then gradually I became my own commercial oh, photographer. Commercial. So I did architectural. Um, no, I never did weddings. Um, I, I got roped into some weddings for some friends and, <laughs> and family, and they made me really nervous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, it's a different thing to do a bride versus do a building right. for an architect.
3: <laughs> yeah. um,
2: I, I really like the buildings for the architects and the quiet, thoughtful approach, um, rather than than the wedding. But I've always been intrigued by wedding photography, and the, and gosh knows there's amazing stuff being done in yeah. that field. Yeah. yeah.
0: When you were doing the architect, because I learned, I went to photography school, and we learned architectural photography essentially four by five transparencies. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that but that's how what we learned. We it was 4 by 5 transparency for architectural photography back in 2003 yeah. when I was at school for photo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you yeah. still
0: have that camera? Um
2: no, actually, I still have my Westa folding field camera. Oh, cool. Um but I did sell it was a Sinar Sinar however you pronounce it an F1 and I and I sold that because my architectural clients all want a digital.
3: Right.
2: And so, I mean, a really good Nikon with a shift lens
0: is, is fine. Totally.
1: Yeah. Now, is that something you still do or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, okay. I okay. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, not as much as I used to, you know, a lot of people can get really good pictures with an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. So they don't always hire me anymore, but, but I still do. Yeah.
1: Man, yeah, just going because everybody's obsessed with Zillow these days and all these like home (laughs) searching things. I just, sometimes I just see the photos and I'm like, oh man, I could do so much better than that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Times have changed. Times have changed.
0: I did a restaurant once.
1: Really? Oh oh, man.
0: For uh, I had a friend who was a web developer, so he was designing okay. the website for the the restaurant. That was that was the first and only time I think I'd done <laughs> done it, but yeah. I, I mean, I was just going to say your latest project. I stumbled upon I think probably over a year ago now through the New Yorker magazine. Posted it, um, and I I recently saw it's gone kind of viral again. People were sharing it recently, and the New Yorker shared oh, it. Oh, did again. they? Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden I, I saw that and uh, I don't know why, but
3: they That's did. That's
0: awesome. Oh, yeah, man. so I'm sure you get this all the time, but the, the work is really like beautiful. It's emotional. Like, it, it like <laughs> when I the way they have that set up too, how the 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 article ends, you're just like almost in tears. It's just so beautiful. So we want to ask you, how did that? Was that a project that kind of started on its just as you're visiting your family or were you like, Oh, I know what I want to do. Let me start. Okay. Yeah. Go, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean,
2: I'll back up just a little bit. So I, once I kind of got interested in photographing my life instead of thinking I had to go to India and do the Taj Mahal, I made that switch from the going exotic places and taking pictures to looking at Stephen Shore and William Eggleston and Emmett Gowan and saying, oh my gosh, there are really interesting things to be done with your own family or your own backyard. So I got very interested in that. And we moved, my husband at the time took a job at Louisiana state. We moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana from Kansas city. And all of a sudden I started to appreciate my Iowa upbringing, Mm my uh, Iowa landscape and my Iowa backyard. So at the same time uh, as I did that, my parents sold my childhood home and I was a little annoyed with myself that I really didn't have a lot of pictures of that house, even though I'd been a photographer for a few years. So I just started photographing my parents and trying to see if I could kind of show how I felt about the Midwest. Okay. And I just hung out. I visited mom and dad, and I just hung out with them, and I took pictures. So in the course of those visits, when I left, because I didn't live there, I felt sad, and we, I, I, one day I just took a snapshot um, as we left, and then I took another one, and then it kind of became something I did most every visit. And it became a little bit of a way of saying goodbye that made it easier to leave. Oh, man. Mm. So it was never, ever started as a project. Yes. I mean, I had a project of my parents, but the goodbyes were not a project. Mm.
1: I can relate to that so much just because I, you know, was always in central Pennsylvania, grew up here, lived here my whole life, and then moved to Nashville for a decade and just didn't realize how much I loved the mountains and and all that home offered while I was here. You know, I didn't take advantage of that because it was... I mean, you know how it is. You always want to get out of your small town when you're growing up. You're like, I need to get out of here. And then I got out of here. And it's just every time we would come home for holidays or summer visits or something, I'd pack like 10 cameras and try to use it as an excuse to build some something, some body of work or just to preserve the memories of home for when I'm like back in Tennessee. And just hearing you say that, it just like was like, yep, I totally, I totally relate to that, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's also interesting. Like we we never think to like photograph our family unless it's like a birthday or a whatever, you know. But it it's something that we really should think about and start making a mental note yeah. to like really do it. Cause those are the photos that you're going to look back on and treasure the most, you know?
2: Oh yeah. When I look through some of my dad's old slides and we, you know, we took a trip to the cop to Colorado and he took pictures of the Rocky mountains mm-hmm. and the the beautiful things, but what's the one picture I right. like. It's my aunt Beverly's backyard <laughs> where we're all sitting there with lucky the dog. Yeah. Oh man. So- yeah. You know that so it's it's the it's the backyard pictures we're going to treasure in twenty years. It's it's not the the cool things we saw. Totally,
0: Man. yeah. We have a friend of the show, Matt Day. He even has like merch that says "Document Your Life."
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah? and
0: it's like such a reminder to like literally, you're not like the Rocky Mountains are. They're always going to be there. <laughs> you could just like now Google them, you know, if you want to look at them. Right. <laughs> that uh, yeah, especially like as time passes, you know, like time is such a crazy thing and we're we i can say this because the, the party will be past, but we're doing a an anniversary party for my parents uh for their 40th and my brother had just put this amazing slideshow together and all the photos of us like from the 80s it's like insane to look at you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's it's photography is you know really a time capsule and i it's honestly my, one of my favorite things about it yeah you know yeah.
2: And, you know, I mean, it, it's really cool that those photos went viral, but I only took them because I wanted, right. Yeah, You know, yeah. I wanted my own personal um, set of pictures to keep. And of course I had artistic intentions and, and maybe hope that I could share it as an artist, but if nothing else, you know, when I got old, I'd have a great photo album yeah, <laughs> for myself. Yeah.
1: yeah, Man. So what was the aha moment to put all these together? Or was it just like one day you were kind of flipping through them and was like oh I have something here or was it sharing it and you, then you got the idea or how did that all come about for the book and and all that stuff
2: well there was a little bit of an aha moment because in 2008 2008 I got a um, I think it was eight I got a United States artist fellowship oh cool and wow. so I got I got some funds yeah. and I had uh those funds to spend on my my artwork. Um, and so I, I just went around and I said, well, you know, if you, what would, I, I I didn't know what to do. So I just asked people, what would you do if you had these funds? And a, a bunch of people said, make a book. Well, photo books were just kind of starting to come into being, I think. Right. So I thought, okay, I'll make a book. And, and I went through all these binders of negatives mm. that I've got of my <laughs> parents, because I thought that's my biggest project. And to be honest, I just couldn't quite ha- figure out how to organize them or how to make a book out of mom washing the dishes and dad mowing the lawn and my aunt and her uncle's and I didn't know how to make sense of it all, but I saw this progression of goodbyes. Yeah. And I uh, oh, well, there's a story I can put in a book. So I made this little blurb book yep. and I submitted it to um, a competition. I, I called it 27 goodbyes because I just scanned 27 negatives and uh, it seemed like a good number. Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you know. As it turns out, I guess there's the 27 gas stations uh, history. So that number has more oh. significance than I'm sure. And maybe it was in the background. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I made this little book and I, and I submitted it to, I think it was the called photography book now. And I got an honorable mention and I was kind of encouraged by that. And um, I took it home to show mom and dad in the summer of 2009. And so I kind of knew I had a project. And then it was shortly after that in the the next visit in August, when I took the last photo of my dad. Mm. And so, um, believe me, that was a tense darkroom session, oh, photographic! Wow. the last picture you ever took of your yeah. father for a series you've just decided to do. I was so worried that I'd forget to, you know, put the developer in <laughs> oh, the <yeah>. water.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway,
2: um, I, I, then I knew what I, I had a project and but I did get to show mom and dad this little book that I'd made. And um, by then we kind of it was our kind of thing to you know, have a friendly wave goodbye.
1: How were they feeling about seeing the photos? Were they like, this is awesome? Or were they just kind of like, why are you doing
3: this?
2: (laughs) Uh, I think a little bit of both, but mostly why are you doing this? And we don't. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they they had they just gotten used to me over the years. I mean, there was a tripod sitting up in the house with a camera on it. And if we sat down to breakfast and the light was interesting and, you know, they were bent over their crossword puzzle. Well, they. I would make a picture. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it, they pretty much just ignored it.
0: I'm just trying to think of how my family's response, my mom would be like, absolutely not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, she yeah. said, oh, you know, like, oh, Deanna, yeah. I've got curlers. In yeah, here. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> this isn't going to show up on some wall, yeah, is it? Yeah. But- <laughs> You no, know, when she did see it somewhere, she, she, I think she was proud. Yeah, that's great. They're
1: just such cute photos. Like looking back at your Instagram before hopping on here and seeing, you know, just you showing the photos like all over the place and, and just, you know, mom's in Italy right now. Or, yeah. you know, Like, it's just like, I'm like, man, like. <laughs> that's got to feel so cool you know what i mean because in the grand scheme of things you know we're we're just tiny little individual people living our lives doing our thing and then when you get to share it with the world i mean it's just that really made me feel good inside when i saw that post i was like that is so cool
0: how's how's the how's all the attention been like the reception i'm sure it's 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 been you know like timothy said super rewarding to like just share this work and and I'm sure a lot of people, like I said, are having like emotional responses to it.
2: Well, I did get a book publisher, um, you know, some interest in publishers because that first little thing was self-published. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I did pick up a book publisher, Shows Commune in France, and the book came out. We well, and it was great. I had a book to work on during the pandemic. Oh, oh yeah, there. perfect. So, you know, if I had to sit at home, I was scanning negatives and and working on files and sequencing a book so she and i worked on it pretty much you know over skype and email and it finally got published in march and it sold out in two Yes, wow. amazing so uh it is it just got through with a second printing and then aperture shortlisted it for their um first book first book award yeah um the a- aperture prize so wow.
1: man congrats that's
2: awesome yeah Yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess, yeah, it's just been amazing. I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to share um, these pictures and I've gotten a lot of, I I get really sweet emails and Instagram messages, you know, with people telling me that it brought tears to their eyes, that they wish they'd taken these, that they're starting to take these, um, that it reminds me of their grandma waving from the balcony or or whatever. And, and it's every single one of those just touches me. Um, And, you know, it's been, a really nice way especially in a year of lockdown and uncertainty and pandemic to to have these messages coming in and and so forth because it was it's been a long lonely year
1: for most right. of us for sure yeah
0: how did the uh show in italy come about and it's up that's still that's up now right
2: no it's down uh. now i just got back i did go see it finally The curator reached out to me. I don't know if she found me through New Yorker, um, if she told me, I don't remember. But, you know, somehow there was a little bit of, you know, stir about these pictures and and people were seeing them. And she uh, had this idea to put them on this fortress wall at Cortona, Italy, which is in Tuscany. And so um, I I just went over there and it it just blew me away. It knocked me down. I, I mean, I don't envision them as little pictures right. in a book. They
0: here they, they were, sh- larger were huge. than life.
2: Yeah, yeah. On this fortress wall. And so I was there two weeks ago and got to see it all be- while it was still up. And I, I got to watch people walk oh, by. Yeah. And I saw people crying. Oh, man. At oh. the end of the, the empty driveway picture. And wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: How, how lucky yeah uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah i just ah uh, that's so beautiful deanna honestly like that's what it's all about i feel like and i love that they printed them huge too that was like the my favorite part of the whole thing that they were like really intentional about like w- you're gonna feel something <laughs> here, <'cause, laughs> you yeah. know um that's wonderful and i'm so glad you got to see it in person that was my next question i like did you go like i hope you went well
2: I, and the opening, they reached out at the opening uh, in July, and I was really worried about traveling. Yeah. And there were only the only flights into Italy were something called COVID flights, where you had to be on a special flight with. every, And I, I just got so nervous about traveling. I just said, I don't think I can do it. But then I started seeing the pictures yeah. and on Instagram, and I started getting messages, and so. You know, come hell or high yeah. water, I decided I was going to go there. So my my son and I went because you know he's in the
1: pictures yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: So he's the baby in the car seat. Oh, that's so. awesome!
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. And just like that, that the end result of printing it, you know what I mean, and showing it is so important. And I feel like it. I mean, I guess in the community of art and and stuff like that, like that's still an important aspect. But I feel like the overall, like everybody kind of forgets, at least from what I see, like everybody kind of forgets that you got to print these photos Mm -hmm. and kind of share them. And because they can easily just sit in hard drives or boxes labeled, you know, waving photos or something, you know what I mean? And just kind of go until you're gone kind of thing. And, and I'm just, I'm really glad that, you know, that the book that you did a book and that your photos are out there and that it's like a, it's, it's a completed, you know, it's a thing. You went full circle with this whole project, which is amazing. And I mean, it's just awesome.
2: Well, well, don't you think that that's kind of why the photo book is, has become so popular is it is a way to get these photos printed and, you know, if there aren't as many galleries or there are not as many shows or it's expensive to have a show and make pictures and frame them, that a photo book is a way to at least put your work out there. I mean, and it's better than a, well, it's not better than a screen. It's different. I'm not going to put any value on that, but it's like a miniature show. It is. On your book. Right, right. And you get to open it and look at it anytime you want to. So true.
0: We talk about on the show a lot, like the tangible part of it you know cuz i think this yeah. in, the screen is i mean we we beat this to death on the show about <laughs> it disappearing and it's gone and yeah, and this yeah. and that and uh just like holding a print or holding a book or like walking through a gallery all that stuff is just uh it's magical i think you know yeah
2: yeah it is
0: so do you have any other projects in mind any personal work that you that you want to turn into something or something completely different you want to create where are you at now with that
2: Well, I am. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And I kind of want to keep my themes of interest, which are home and and surroundings and so forth. Um, But I'm also just really busy trying to scan some of these pictures because I've got so many binders of so many negatives. And boy, that works. tedious. yes, it is. is. Um, So I'm working really hard to do that. And maybe try to make some sense out of the rest of those pictures Mm. and see if there's some other theme that I, or statement that I can make because I've got 30 years of pictures of my parents
1: that's wow. raw material. Yeah. That's I uh, I can't, I mean, I, I'm the, I, I have a bunch, you know, I shoot massive amounts of film all the time. It's just all I do. It's like, I, I'm a hobbyist photographer. I just do it for, you know, the, the mental break of getting out of the house and just exercising my brain a little bit and stuff like that and I can't wait I always want to sit down and rescan because usually when I scan my stuff it's at a lower resolution and it's not mm-hmm. meant for anything special other than just to view it and kind of archive it and maybe share a couple or something like that but they're not you know, they're not really great scans. And I can't wait till I get that, that itch of, you know, that started start at book one and, and start going down the archive mm-hmm. and seeing what trends and what things are... Because especially, too, when you don't see something for so long... Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HastyRenew.com. See yeah. things that weren't there before. Like it's are you noticing a lot of different stuff looking back on on these photos that you're scanning and stuff now that you didn't really comprehend or see back then? Oh definitely. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah, things that I just didn't even well, I've got contact sheets for everything. Okay. And so I, I kept it all up to date. I kept contact sheets, I have dates on every negative sleeve. You know I, I was pretty meticulous about that, but you know the things that I passed over and didn't print at the time, I look back and I say, "Huh, you know that looks pretty interesting right now or you know i i um I found one page where I had a little series where my dad was starting a barbecue grill and he was showing my son how to start the coals. Oh, neat. And, you know, he's got the tongs. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon my son has the tongs and my dad's <laughs> guiding his hand. And then, you know, and then pretty soon I think my son's gone and my dad's still dealing with the hamburgers.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and I, found, I found 14 pictures that I, in a row that tell this little story. Wow. And I'm just really thrilled with that find. And I didn't paint. I think I printed one of them at the right. time. You know, but now I, I kind of see something different going on there. So yeah, it's hind, it's the, uh, the, I don't know if it's hindsight or. If you just give your eyes a rest and you see it differently. So, th- yeah, that's a lot of fun. Man, it's
0: always cool. like a strange phenomenon to me where, where I'll be like, these are garbage. And then I'm like, what are these? Let me look at these again. Like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. you know, when you, wow. think it's, uh, you think it's, you know, you, you think it's one thing and then it turns out to be something completely different. I think that's also part of the magic of photography, giving yourself a break or whatever, like your eyes a rest and then coming back and being like, there is something here, you know?
3: Yes. Man. So, I love it.
0: Is your son in for, into photography at all? Has he got any artistic? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, he's got a very good eye for design, but he's not interested in a camera yet. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he will be.
1: Dude, but that's funny. Anyway. <laughs> You're in the dark room, right do you do darkroom printing still or was that something that you kind of let go of now or
2: I still have a dark room okay. there's still a little bit of paper I kind of want to at least use up my paper I, I don't even know what the status right now is of uh, if you can buy paper and I've still got a freezer door with full of film yeah. and I toy with the idea of going back and shooting some of that because you know, And I kind of switched over to digital mostly when my clients needed digital and then just crept into the rest of my work. And so, uh, you know, I'm not sure there, there, there are so many advantages to the discipline of shooting Mm -hmm. film that I feel like I've lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The choices you thoughtfully make before you expose a sheet of four by five at the
3: extreme,
2: you know, or even just a snapshot on your uh, medium format or or even 35 millimeter. It was such a commitment to make an exposure then. And it's so easy Mm -hmm. to make one now that I, I feel like maybe I'm not as thoughtful.
1: I think that's why a lot of people go back to film. Like mm-hmm. after they, you know, especially working professionally with a digital camera, you know, I, I could see how that gets so like mundane where you're just, you know, it's just a tool. It's just this, it's, you know, you, you don't really have to think about it. And, and you know, you can take three or four different shots at a different angle or up or down and and, you know, kind of make the best of it with that mm-hmm. when, And, you know, it's it's it is a lot slower and you are a lot. I mean, it's immediate too. like if you're going from just using an iPhone to take a couple pictures of your garden or something to grabbing a medium format and taking the same pictures, you're really like mapping. You know, you see the math equations going off in the (laughs) cloud above your head of like really got to make this work so yeah I could it would be neat to see what you would do though grabbing your film again and 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 hitting back on some of the older subjects or you know getting a fresh take of it it would it would be neat to see what you'd come up with
2: well and I and I miss black and white yeah I I find that with a digital camera um I just start thinking in color
3: and
2: I've even talk, thought about, well, what if I just switch my viewfinder over to show me black and white and I just start looking for black and white pictures now? So, uh, you know, I, I, I've got some ideas for some shooting exercises. Oh, I love that. I
0: love idea. that. I mean, I yeah. I feel like, especially when we're in like our little creative ruts, like shooting exercises are so important to like just stretch the muscle. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And we're, we're, we, I mean, obviously it's a film photography podcast. We're, we're cheerleaders for you to get back yeah. into the film. I was like, we can recommend, we'll recommend some labs if you need.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have
0: sources. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes, yes. 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 uh, just, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So is, you said the book was sold out, right? Is it, is it done or can you still pick can that still, up?
0: Yeah. It,
2: it just got reprinted. Oh, okay. Okay. And- cool they're taking pre-orders for the next printing so um i think it's going to ship i just found out today it's printed it's at the bindery and um i think sometime in november the publisher will have it in stock and ship it out so um there's there should be another run
0: how many were the were the first run if you don't mind it was a thousand
2: wow 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 wow
0: wow, wow. (laughs) yeah it sold out in two months
2: that's wild
1: yeah and it's funny so um, oh go ahead go ahead
2: no, no, uh, no I, I was just surprised. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it's just when you think of a thousand people. Like, imagine trying to fit a thousand people into your house or something. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. that is or a lot photo. of people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's great. I love that. Yeah, that. I mean, it it does show that it, you know. I didn't really think of it until you said it of just kind of this, you know, big push on books lately. It's just, it's one of the topics that I think we talk about. We usually ask our guests about too, if they ever have plans of making a book or something like that. So it's just kind of in our vocabulary, but it, I'm glad, like, I'm really glad that, you know, and I always, uh, I'm a cheerleader big time for, for the people when I see that happen and it's like, just worked on my first zine mm-hmm. or we're putting this book project together that I've been working on. It's like, Yes. Yeah. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. I think the zines are really cool. And maybe that's a, a, a more immediate way to get something out a little more low tech. Mm-hmm. Maybe the book world has gotten a little more complicated lately. I don't know. I was kind of a little bit late to the, the party, but um, the zines, I think, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know. It feels like the alternative art. Right, right, right. Yeah, it right. yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: totally really is. Um, I don't know if you mentioned Diana, did they how did they, how did you get in touch with your publisher? Did they find you or did you were you trying were you shopping the project at all or you know,
2: I was shopping the project. Um, and then I sent my um I made a little blurb yep. mock up of the book and I sent it to the Mac First Book Award competition and I made the short list. Wow. Man. I, I mean the little book dummy made the short list. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, they had what six or seven hundred entries, wow. and mine was one of ten.
3: Wow.
1: Awesome.
2: And so then I think that's how the New Yorker found me. And then I had four publishers get in touch because before that I had sh- kind of shipped out ideas and proposals, and I wasn't I wasn't getting any interest. But once Mac put me on the short list, then people called me. Yeah and so I had I had some choices and, and um, I, I ended up working with shows commune she um, it's a very small publisher um, she wanted to collaborate on the book and so she brought so much to the book design that I never would have oh, thought of yeah that um, I, if you've seen the book it has colored papers that um, she inserted um, into the because we were blending black and white and color pictures.
3: Right,
2: yeah. and she, it was the, her idea to insert these papers and kind of blend the color into the black and white. And then she chose all the color papers based on my mother's colorful <gasps> clothes. Oh, awesome! So, you know, the, the pink is matched to my mom's pink knit top. And so, you know, that, that was just a brilliant choice. Yeah. And I never, never would have thought of that. So the book, with her design and interest and, and feed their help became something greater than what I could have ever done yeah. on my own. And it, I was just delighted with the outcome.
0: That's yeah. We it's like that stuff's like so underrated, you know, we, we, with every project we've, we want, we want to see it to start to finish and we think we can wear all the hats, you know, but when you, when you, <laughs> when, you, when, you when you pass it off to somebody who really knows what they're doing and, and just like relax and let them do their thing, you're kind of, you're almost always like, Wow, that looks better than something I could ever try and do. So well,
2: just graphic design yeah. and, and what typeface and what font and and then where to put it and and you know what what how what should you do for the cover? Yeah. You know, I mean I don't, I'm not qualified to do a lot of that. I mean, I, I can look at it and I'll have opinions, right. but boy, I'm not sure I can come up with as much as, as a really good designer can.
1: Absolutely. I, I forgot about that because I, I think it's on your archive stories down. You kind of flip through the book with the colored pages. Like mm-hmm. that's. I love stuff like that. Like I'm such a photo book nerd. Like I love when people add. There was this one photo book I saw where they had kind of. Uh, for, I wish I could remember the name of it. I I feel bad, but they had like things taped in. It kind of looked like a sketchbookish kind of thing where they had things where you'd flip it up and and just like did some crazy stuff. And I, you know, I never would have thought of anything like that. Like yeah. it's it's got to be cool working with a team like that. To...
2: That sounds like an expensive book. I, yeah.
1: I think it probably was. Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely had some big, I forget, I, I wish I could remember what it is, but I remember when I saw it and they had, you could. They had it looked like actual, they made kind of dummy, uh, why am I blanking, slides, like dummy four by five slides oh. too, that you could pull out like transparencies and it was just really, really well thought out. I mean, it wasn't a cheap book either. I think it was like you know, almost a hundred bucks or something like that for the book. So, but
2: that sounds like the children's books yeah. where you slide things out and push them <laughs> Yeah,
3: the button with fur
1: on it. Somebody, yeah. somebody must
0: have had a three-year-old around and was like, you know what? I got an idea.
1: <laughs> Man, very cool. So
0: Deanna, are you still selling that blurb? zine could could somebody like with a part like in partner with the book could somebody like also pick that up or is that done and
2: yeah blurb has a bookstore and it's still on
1: there oh no, no um, way cool yeah
2: yeah but it you know it, it's limited it only goes up to the time you know, right before my father's death so it's right it's only the start of the story right right.
1: right. Yeah. that's still it cool to have but
0: well, I plan on picking up the book, so I'm excited to have it in my hands when this, this uh this next batch gets released. So um yeah. I'm just Yeah, I'm
1: really happy to hear that it's it's honestly yeah. like pressing. I was worried I, I know. Was... <laughs> Especially with the New Yorker, man. I was looking at that New Yorker post and I was like, Wow, this thing really took off. Like this is awesome. I know
2: so yeah if you go to my website there's links to the, both the publisher and then there's at least two distributors in the u.s oh, oh cool so the, the shipping from france is expensive yeah. but you can order it with distribution in the u.s and and get it you know for less shipping
1: costs perfect. perfect
2: awesome so there's links on my website
1: we'll be right back with a listener question for deanna right after this message from our sponsor just wanted to pop in quick and let you guys know about our Develop and Hang Nights. Now this is a Patreon only exclusive. We've done a bunch already, they're a ton of fun, we developed some film. You know, we share tips and tricks, we tell jokes, we laugh, we have fun. It's just an all-in-all all good time, and we love having them and getting a chance to, you know, hang out with you guys. If that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Thanks to all the patrons already that support the show, and thanks, guys. Support for
0: Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code analog talk 10 on your first purchase on film at polaroid.com. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Meg Boone. And she asks, is there a favorite aspect of shooting in the Midwest, USA, that she loves? What do you think?
3: (laughs) That's a really
2: good question. You're making me think.
0: (laughs) I guess. It's the
2: challenge mm. of showing mm. the Midwest's beauty when you don't have mountains or oceans or a lot of really obvious things to catch your eye. So you have to tune into the subtleties. Mm. Man. Because I feel like the Midwest has its own beauty, but it isn't always, you know, I mean, well, they joke, it's the flyover country, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. It's not worth stopping to look at, but- you know, I remember my dad who grew up in Nebraska, being intrigued with the Nebraska sand hills. And I remember going out there and it's this wide open sky and these really barren kind of ranch land sand hills. Um, and I really didn't figure out how to take pictures there. Maybe one of my future challenges is to uh, go back yeah. and 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 figure it out, but you know, there are photographers who have done some amazing work in the Midwest, and I'm blanking out on the name, uh, Sensaba mm, Art Sensaba, okay. who yeah. did the, the strips, the, the, the panoramic things with the flatness of the Midwest, there's just some really good challenges if you want to slow down and give yourself maybe a little extra, I, I use the word challenge here, but just a way to figure out what to show because it's there. It's just, you just have to scratch the surface a little more, I think. So that's what I like.
1: That's a great answer, though. It is. I I get that. You know, coming from, you know, a very foliage, cornfields, mountains in Pennsylvania to moving down to Tennessee, the mountains, everyone's like, oh, look at these mountaintops. And they're just like little hills. And I'm like, that's a mountain? Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) So I I totally, I get that. That's fun.
0: Yeah. Also, my, like, I live in LA and there's like, you know, the the touristy aspect of it that I could shoot or I can go down to the beach. Like you mentioned, there's no beach where you're at. That's always kind of like. Oh, I'll go to the beach, and I know I get to like the sunset, or 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 like
3: yeah, whatever yeah.
0: else. But like, I like the idea of you know not doing the 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 most obvious obvious thing when you're capturing like where you live. You know, like look looking off for like the neat nooks and crannies and all the like hidden gems and what makes where you're from, where why it's where you're from. You know.
2: Well, and I I think maybe I've just had to tune into the light more because if the subject matter isn't that interesting, then. You got to look for the good light and the light becomes really, in my opinion, and, and what I try to do really, really important to creating that magical picture. Absolutely,
1: man, light is so important. And it's funny, because when I'm getting frustrated with photography, I always forget that that just look for the light like that's it's man, yeah,
0: or wait for the light, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've taught a few little photo um, workshops and things over the years. And, and for the beginning photographers, I just always stop and say, Now, wait a minute, there is no subject matter there's just light going in your lens yes. and hitting your film and there is nothing out there except light. And, and they always, their eyes yeah. go open and you now cause these are maybe beginning level amateur photographers who've always thought about taking um, a picture of something when in reality, you're just putting some light somewhere.
0: I love that. Like basic analogy. Like that's like, yeah. the, like, I'm sure I am. Mean, my, my eyes just went wide. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's
2: good. That's, <laughs> yeah, a good one. that's
0: really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So we have uh just a few more questions for you. Uh this is kind of our our favorite question to ask our guests. Sometimes it's an easy question to answer, sometimes it's a tough question to answer. <laughs> uh it's two parts. The first part is do you, what's your all-time favorite like your desert island camera if you were stranded you can only take one camera with you. What is it and why? Oh, that's easy. Okay, good. That's <laughs> that
2: would be my the 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 camera I used the most, the black and white uh, pictures of my parents for years. It was a Fuji range finder, 645, um, a GS 645. Uh. And I had the rangefinder, um, you know, the manual and then I uh, upgraded to the one that had the autofocus, which made life a little bit easier. And, um, I still have that camera and, um, you know, I made sure I took the batteries out if I wasn't yep, using yep, it. So good, I good. <laughs> wrote it, and I, I will, I, I, you know, I will go back and put some film in that camera maybe soon, yes. maybe sooner than yes, later. Yes. But that, that's my all-time pet
1: camera. Man, that's a good one. And I think that's probably a first for that camera if, I, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know, it only has one lens and the one the camera it came with three and and the one I had was a 60 millimeter, which for the 645 format is slightly wide. Maybe it's like a 40 yeah. millimeter on a 35 millimeter camera. And that's all I ever used. Wow. I, all of my pictures of mom and dad are with that lens oh, and that great. camera did man. you
0: did you have like a favorite black and white stock that you used or were you kind of all over the place with that when you were doing that
2: i almost always used um team well i started with tri x but pretty quickly t max came out and i used t max 400
1: mm, man both both favorites yeah, for the me good stuff. i know it's good yeah, stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely
0: okay second part Is there any cameras that you're kind of dreaming about that you have never owned, but would always love to get your hands on, like your white whale, any Leicas or anything like that? You're like, "Mm, I would you (laughs) get a Leica or something?
3: (laughs) I
2: have a cousin who's a a very avid amateur camera and he has Leicas and he keeps sending me little, you know, seminars and things. He (laughs) thinks I need a Leica. So, you know, but... Uh, I have a Nikon D850 right now that's, that's, you know, with a, a little 50 millimeter lens and I love it. I might look at those Sony, um, what are they? A7R yeah. or something. Those fancy new Sonys. Yeah. I think I'd like to look at one of those. Ooh. And uh, I, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm not a, a photo equipment right 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 all. right i don't like changing cameras um i only upgrade when i think wow i i <laughs> i'm going to miss the boat if i don't get <laughs> yeah. something and get more pixels
3: Man.
0: and so um so you know i
2: i think i'd look at one of
0: those probably yeah the sony the mirrorless is they're they're good cameras yeah
2: although you wouldn't have that. Um, you don't get to look through the viewfinder yeah. right and see
0: the picture. So it's a little weird. It's the viewfinder's digital. So that kinda takes a second to get mm-hmm. used to. I, I upgraded to mirrorless for my I do some set photography out in LA. And then with the pandemic, mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing that. So I've just recently started booking gigs where I still am like not really used to that yet. It's a little yeah. different, but once the you get the ED, hang of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I might be able you to can do look it. through the viewfinder totally, yes, through the viewfinder, but it is like a screen. It's hard to explain yeah. well, I guess if I can look at my iPhone,
2: I can look yeah. at a viewfinder. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: but yeah. you said up what you said about upgrading is funny, like I never wanted to upgrade my digital gear either, mostly because it was expensive to do, but yeah. it, I remember like you know just being able to shoot in lower light was such a like you had to do it, you know, otherwise you would just people would be like i can't use this <laughs> you know these yeah. these like yeah. muddy photos from my my first digital camera was like canon 10d <laughs> it was like 6 <laughs> megapixels yeah yep, yeah yeah
2: yeah when nikon came out with that d3s and i upgraded and it was so good in low light i was just amazed yeah
0: game changer
1: totally yes it was see we're we're gearheads so we strive to be in your position where it's like well if I'd have to I'd you know and and we're just like we'll take them all yeah
0: (laughs) I've joked that I'm like I want every camera that ever existed just to have in my museum
2: (laughs) but then then you have to learn it yeah and and you lose you lose your sense of intuitiveness where you don't have to worry about the settings because you know what you're doing exactly I don't like that awkward phase where I'm I'm still having to open the camera manual. Yeah, because believe it or not, I do read the manuals.
0: <laughs> They're helpful. They're helpful, and yeah, it's it's are. so true when you when you pick up something you haven't shot for a while, then you're kind of like in the field or where you're out, and you're just like, wait, hold on, wait, what? Like you have to like really yeah, do you have to take a 2nd yeah, like,
3: it is, it is.
0: It's like yeah, it is embarrassing because people are like, aren't you? This is this is what you do. That's like your this job, is, right? This is like your whole <laughs> life. You, I'm like, I know. Just give me one second it's totally true Uh, Deanna this is this has been fabulous and thank you I'm so glad we finally scheduled the time to chat with you I'm like I've said I was completely moved by your work I know same everybody out there must be as well where can everybody get the book you said you have a website what's your instagram go ahead and plug yourself here
2: everything just under my name instagram is at deanna Dykman. my website is deanna and there's links on my website to both the publisher in France and then the U.S. distributors. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Timothy, where are you?
1: Guys, head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also have some older film photography-related YouTube videos. You can just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my videos there. Chris, where are you?
0: So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook Facebook page and a group you can like if you're still over on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Yep, you're still there.
0: (laughs) Deanna, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is wonderful. And we're so happy for all the success of the project, really.
2: Oh, you're welcome. This is a podcast so you can't see my smile. (laughs) Big
0: smiles. My pleasure. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. First, Chris and I want to thank Deanna for coming on the show. We had such a great chat and it was great getting to meet you. Can't wait to pick up a copy of your book. So glad you're doing a second printing of that. We learned a lot. It was a great conversation and thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us. We we had such a really, really great time. Thanks, Deanna. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck. You can get the show two days early. We have a bunch of other stuff over there, our develop and hang nights. We're going to be doing some just special Patreon-only exclusive stuff and just a bunch of other things we got going on over there. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For all the Patreons that help support the show, we do not know what we would do without you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's going to be it for this week's episode episode thanks for joining us thanks for listening and until next week we will see you then later guys